welcome to another episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about movies. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, a.k.a. Kodo Man. And, um, and for this episode, um, I'm going to talk about an independent film. And, and this will be coming from director Damien Chazelle. And one of his, and one of his uh, film projects that he has done would be the 2014 independent psychological drama Whiplash which came out in 2014. The film came out on January 16, 2014 at Sundance while while it had its United States release on October 10, 2014. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because it is celebrating its 10th anniversary, but also the fact that this is actually a film that that I that I also liked. Since it's, uh, it's it's basically the set is basically taking place at a college. It's not only taking place at college, but it's also like the dynamic. It's the dynamic relationship between a student and teacher, mainly in the world in the world of music. So you're all probably wondering, what's up with this movie, Whiplash? What does this have to do with uh, with the student and teacher relationship, and music? Well, to give you a little bit of well, just to break it down a little bit, just to give you the uh, summary of the plot. The film follows the ambitious music student and inspiring jazz drummer named Andrew Andrew Neiman, being played by Miles Teller, who is pushed to his limits by his abusive by his abusive instructor Terence Fletcher, played by J.K. Simmons, at the fictitious Schaefer Conservatory in New York City. Okay, so that's basically your. Um, your summary of the of the plot. So basically, you this is basically, as I mentioned, a, a student and teacher teacher relationship of like in the world of music. This is basically school wise. Like this is like a teacher teaching a student to go go the limits of being an ex being an excellent musician by practicing so hard. Although this does take it to the although the movie Whiplash takes it to the next level by the fact that Andrew Neiman doesn't realize that that his band that his uh, band teacher or instructor is an abusive teacher before I break down the movie I just want to give a little bit of my a little bit I want to give a little more background on the film um, the film was produced by uh, Blumhouse Productions including bold films and right-away films and it was distributed by Zony Pictures classics plus um, Plus the film, the film itself was actually. Plus the film itself was also based on, on a short film of the same name that Damien Chazelle also, also direct, and it was it was turned into an 18 minute short film, and it was played at the 2013 Sundance Film Festival, and it attracted investors to produce the complete version of the script, to which filming took place. For the actual Whiplash film, not the not the short film, the actual film. The actual film took place in September of 2013 throughout Los Angeles in the course of 20 days, and this is a, an independent film. This is an independent. This is an independent film project that Damien Chazelle put together, and the film explores concepts of perfectionism, dedication, and success, and deconstructs. The concept of ambition prior to the release of whiplash it had a limited release domestically in the united states and canada on october 10th of 2014 
although it gradually expanded to over 500 screens and finally closing on March 26, 2015. The film received widespread critical acclaim for screenplay, direction, film editing, sound mixing, and the performance of Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. The film grossed the film grossed $49 million on a budget of $3.3 million. And at the time and it became Damien Chazelle's highest grossing feature film until the movie La La Land, which came out in 2016. La La Land, which was also directed by Damien Chazelle, grossed over $472 million on a budget of $30 million. Now that is impressive. Like Damien Chazelle went from uh from from went from Whiplash and probably a couple of mo- and probably a couple of movies before that. Like he went from that t- from independent films to full length feature to like he went from independent films to like full length feature movies. That is impressive. Plus, J.K. Simmons will go on to win the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Plus, it also won for Best Sound Mixing and Best Film Editing. Don't believe me? Watch the movie for yourself. Like, the movie, like, believe me, you'll know what I'm talking about. And words do not describe how well the movie Whiplash is. Like, you should definitely watch this movie. This The movie Whiplash is amazing. Like, it does get on your nerves because of, of, because of the direction that this movie's going to. But I promise you, this movie is amazing. And J.K. Simmons, in my opinion... His role of Terrence Fletcher, I say in my opinion, is his second best role. Aside from uh, J. Jonah Jameson from, from Spider-Man, Terrence Fletcher is his second best role. Of course, he won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. That is amazing. So now, um, now just to give a little couple more details, um, you're all probably wondering, why is the title of the movie Whiplash? Like, what is up with that? Well... To give you some context, like, as, like it could go through many ways. Like, whiplash is described as the flexible part of a whip or something resembling it. Uh, although, of course, it could be an injury caused by a severe jerk to the head, typically in a motor vehicle accident. And then, and then there's also described in a verb, jerk or jolt, someone or something suddenly, typically so as to cause injury. Now... Now, there's another reason why I also want to uh, talk about this movie. Well, um, back at back in my uh, back in my uh, back in my college, uh, Eastern Illinois University, I was a part of a fraternity of a music fraternity called Phi Mu Alpha Symphonia, which is a uh, music fraternity on my college campus of Eastern Illinois University. Plus, I I also double majored in TV and video production and audio recording and music. To tell you the truth, this adds in another layer. This adds in a huge layer to why, for another reason, why I want to talk about this movie. Well, it's because um, J.K. Simmons also holds a, a music degree, but he was also a music fraternity brother in Phi Mu Alpha Symphonia at the at the at the University of Montana, and that is amazing like it's it's literally amazing to to literally talk about this film knowing the fact that so knowing the fact that one of the mo- one of the most one of the most popular actors who is pl- who has one of the most popular actors who is playing the role of Terrence Fletcher is a is is a member of Five Mu Alpha Symphonia. like when i heard it for the first time i was like 
J.K. Simmons and buy me off of Sophonia? I, I couldn't believe it, but now it, but, but now, but, but I can see why, yeah. Plus, hold, also holding a music degree as well. That's amazing too. I mean, huge shout out to J.K. Simmons, man. Like, literally huge shout out to him, man. Like, and let's be honest, J.K. Simmons was, oh, was literally the highlight of the movie Whiplash. So, so yeah. But anyway, but anyway, but anyway, let's let's break down the movie, shall we? So the movie, so the movie opens up with Andrew Neiman being played by Miles Teller, playing the drums at Schaefer Conservatory of Music, the music school in the United in the USA, and he's just an alternate drummer in some school band. Andrew abruptly stops playing drums. When the band conductor, Terrence Fletcher, being played by J.K. Simmons, appears at the door in front of him and asking him, asking Andrew some personal information on him. When Fletcher, when Fletcher asks Andrew why he stopped playing, he resumes playing the drums. After he finishes playing, Terrence says he did not mean to resume playing. Then he asks Andrew to show his rudiments by playing the drums again. While Andrew plays drums, Fletcher slams the door, but he comes back to retrieve his forgotten jacket. Now, here's the thing. This movie opens up very well. Like, it's a blackout at one point. Like, you hear the drums. You hear the drums in the background from Andrew Neiman. More, mostly Miles Teller. Fun fact, uh, Miles Teller is also a drummer as well. Since he, since he's also, since he's got a, since he uh, knows how to play drums as well, like he he played drums, he has played drums in the past before accepting this role. So at the very least, he know he know he at least knows what he's doing. Although of course you know they'll probably have somebody else on standby to play the drum to fill in for Miles Teller as well. So I'm pretty sure the filmmakers and Damien Chazelle has already got uh, another person uh, another person to fill in for Miles Teller as well. For the from the drum for the drum playing sections, if you know what I'm saying, but I really like how this film opens up. Like you hear the drums in the background, the camera, you hear the drums in the background. Like it went from pitch black to um to just the band room with the light with the spotlight shining down on uh, on Andrew Neiman while Terrence Fletcher comes in for the dark. Plus, uh, you get this whole uh, introduction between student and teacher. Like at first, um, Fletcher. Terrence Fletcher is being well. He is a little. He is being strict, but also showing kindness as well. He's being kind to Andrew Neiman. He's like, "Hey, how you doing, kid?" And and Neiman's like, "Yeah, I'm doing good. Why'd you stop playing?" Neiman was like, "I don't know." Well, this is where the, it starts to. This is where the uh, the relationship the relationship starts between Fletcher and Neiman. Like this is where it all starts. Like. Fletcher is looking for new members, looking for new members to join his band, and he sees Andrew Neiman as a potential candidate. And to be honest, that that is that he sees it like that, and I can see that, and I can literally see that. So, and it happens. The next day, Andrew enters one class aside from Fletcher, and there he meets the drummer named Ryan Connolly, being played by Austin Stolwell. Shortly, the professor arrives and the class performs Billy's Anne. Andrew sees the man, presumably Fletcher, in a silhouette looking at the door. After the class, Andrew peeks into one of the classrooms where the class is handled by Fletcher and he is being looked 
at by Fletcher. Later back at the studio band, Andrew is playing drums as, as a core drummer. Suddenly, Fletcher breaks inside and Andrew becomes horrified of him. But once Fletcher conducts every saxophonist and bassist one by one and finally the drums, and once that is done, Fletcher tells Andrew to come and to come in and being told to come at his room tomorrow at six in the morning. And and this is the point where Fletcher is impressed at Neiman. And he's like he's like, I'm very impressed with you, Neiman. Why don't you come by tomorrow? Come by tomorrow in the studio room, six AM. And and at one point that might be the sound like oh oh really oh so I got the top so I'm feeling it so I'm basic I got a spot in the band that's fantastic well a little more detail later on but anyway um Andrew Andrew meets a uh, Andrew meets Nicole being played by Melissa Benoit who you may who you may know her who you may know her from the from the CW TV show Supergirl. Nicole is is the girl working at a cin- at a uh, movie cinema or a movie theater I should say and invites her to go out with him. Now um now just to let you all, everybody know Andrew just asked Nicole out and she is the uh, movie theater girl or movie theater clerk I should say working at the front desk, you know, like selling tickets and popcorn because uh one of the few things that Andrew Neiman does outside of um outside of being a drummer basically going to uh, movie theaters with it with his father and it's a very touching moment too i really like the it's a very very nice it's a very nice touching moment like knowing the fact you're going you're going to move going to see movies with your with one of your family members will also mean somebody new at the theater that's actually pretty nice outside outside of uh, outside of playing drums so the next day andrew realizes that he is late for class and he struggles and rushes out the door to get to school. Oh, and he goes inside the empty classroom, only to realize that the class doesn't start till 9 a.m. So you're probably wondering, why did Fletcher, why did Fletcher tell ne- why why did Fletcher why did Fletcher tell Neiman to meet up at 6 a.m. in the in the studio or classroom? What's the point of that? I think that's left up. I think that is left up, left to the. I think that is. I mean, it's one of those moments where the where you where it's left off to where it's up to the audience to decide. Like, like this is one of those moments. Maybe because Fletcher wants ne- Neiman to get there early and and warm up or even practice a little bit. That could be something too. Because for musicians, man, there are because I because. Because there are many musicians, there are musicians that I know from my uh, college experience where, where you, there where musicians have to like practice every day. Every music student has to practice every day from my college experience. But and sure, yes, uh, sure, yes, elementary, high school, middle school, but for college as well because this is in a college setting. This is a college setting because. Because there are musicians who not just play in one ensemble group, but multiple ensemble groups, and they have to practice every day to get to rehearse and get ready for a big concert or an event, even for class as well. Maybe that's why Fletcher wanted Neiman to get up early, be be at the be in the classroom by six a.m. Maybe it's just to test him. Maybe it's just to have him warm up and rehearse a little bit. I think that's the reason. I, I think that's the reason why. 
I mean, if he, if, I mean, that could be the answer. I don't know, to be honest. I, and if for any, and I could be wrong on that. But for those who have who have known this scene, who have seen this movie before, um, I mean, let me know your thoughts on that. Let me know your thoughts on that moment. But anyway, um, at exactly 9 a.m., Fletcher arrives and begins conducting the song called Whiplash. And during the band practice, Fletcher confronts the Fletcher confronts a saxophone player named Metz, who's being played by C.J. Vanna. And and the reason why Fletcher confronts Metz is because he he thinks he because he he thinks Metz is playing out of tune and. He hears different musicians playing, and he hears a musician playing out of tune. So you're probably wondering, who was playing, who who was the person? Well, it turns out, well, it turns out he looks at one of, he looks at a trombone player. He even calls the trombone playing player Almer Fudd, you know, Almer Fudd from, uh, from Looney Tunes. Screwy trombone player. <laughs> oh my god. Goodness, like he calls, calls his trombone player Amr Fudd, and he asks the trombone player, "Do you think you're out of tune?" Like, like at one point he's being kind at one point, but the look on his face, but but it literally turns into a complete 180 once the kid says yes, and then Fletcher's like, "Then why the hell did you say so?" He he yells at the at the trombone player. And the trombone player begins to cry. And what literally comes next is Fletcher saying, Carried your fat ass for two longs, Mets. I'm not going to have you cost out the competition because your mind's on a freaking Happy Meal instead of on pitch. Oh my goodness. We get a, like, we get like a, we get one of our few, we get one of the few insults, few insults from Fletcher right out of the gate, right out of the gate. And <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, like, Seeing this movie, like I, I, I seen, I've seen this movie. But I've also seen clips of Whiplash, most notably from Terrence Fletcher, J.K. Simmons. Like he holds no punches on his insults. Like he insulted the trombone player. And here's the thing: the reason why he, reason why because he doesn't want, he doesn't want his band to be, you know, ruined. The band to like lose a competition. Like he doesn't like he de like he is determined to compete. He's a competitive teacher. Like, like Terrence Fletcher. Like Terrence Fletcher is not Terrence Fletcher. He is a strict, abusive band teacher. Like at one point at the start of the movie, he looks like a nice teacher. But once once he comes into the classroom, like oh boy, once he walks into the classroom, he's like, "There's no turning back now." Like, like literally, and of course, um. And then of course the trombone player, uh, trombone player walks out of the classroom crying, but unfortunately it turns out, um, but it turns out it was somebody else. But it turns out it was somebody else, and unfortunately, unfortunately the the other musician, the, the musician didn't know, didn't really know better. Now, now of course, now of course Fletcher took takes a break from class, and Fletcher and Andrew have a conversation about. His life and family. Now, this is another thing that comes in. Like Fletcher is asking Andrew Neiman about his personal life, like, like about his family. Like, who does he live? With? Like, who does he live with? What town is did he come from? How many, how many, how many uh, brothers or sisters does he have? Does he have a mom? Does he have a dad? Like all, all those things. Like, 
Andrew Neiman tells tells uh, Fletcher about his family and life. And once once break is over, the class resumes, and this is where the the rest, this is where the class rehearse Whiplash, which is the uh, song that Fletcher gave to the band. And and Andrew Neiman is struggling with the tempo, and Fletcher is like, something's not right, not not quite my tempo, not my tempo. Let, let's keep going. Let's 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 keep going. Like you see in the look on Fletcher's face, like he is starting to get mad, but at the same time he's trying to cool himself down, like trying to cool. Like, he's trying to cool himself down. Like, he is literally restraining himself from being, from from his wrath, his anger. Like, he was, he's literally ready to throw down on Neiman for screwing up with the tempo. Like, like listen, I, I'm one, I, listen, I play violin. I play violin. I've been playing violin in the orchestra for, like, almost, for literally my entire life. From elementary school all the way up to my college days. And of course, I, I actually played for the DuPage Symphony Orchestra for one year as well. Like nowadays, I, I mean, right now nowadays, I play for um, I play for my church. I play for my church on uh, for Saturday, for for Saturday and Sunday masses. But but literally, I, I even for me, I struggle in temple too. That's why you gotta use a metronome. The metronome helps too. But as for but, but between Neiman and Fletcher, oh boy, <laughs> like Fletcher loses his patience and he throws a chair at Andrew but Andrew dodges it like this is realizing that like something's up like something's up Andrew's wondering why did Fletcher throw the chair at him but Fletcher's like hmm do you are you rushing or are you dragging and and Neiman's like uh I I, I don't know and <laughs> Fletcher walks literally marches over to to Neiman and he literally he literally, he in in fury tells Neiman to to start counting. He's like, start counting five, six, seven, and four. Damn it! Look at me, like like Fletcher looks at Neiman, tells Neiman to to count from four, and Neiman starts count, counting. And what does Fletcher do? Fletcher slaps Neiman in the face four times. Well, actually, well actually twice because. Because the first time around, and Fletcher slaps him twice because um, Andrew was counting in four, and he's like, um, I don't know if I'm rushing or dragging. Then Fletcher's like, count again. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Slap. One, two, three, four. Slap. And then Fletcher keeps asking uh, Neiman, rushing or dragging? And then and then Neiman was like, rushing. And then Fletcher's like, so you do know the difference. And Here's the thing. He he ram. He keeps going. He literally says. He literally throws out more insults and, and like he he literally throws out, out more insults and and Fletcher keeps on going. Like he 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 literally taunts Neiman because Neiman's like struggling. Even at one point he's like, he's like he's he feels he literally tries to sing out the note saying ba 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 ba. And then Fletcher's like, what is this? What is this? Acapella? Play the play the notes. And then he keeps on going and going until till the point where Neiman starts crying. Neiman, yeah, he starts crying. He literally starts crying. And then Fletcher's like, "Oh my, oh my goodness! Please tell me you're not one of those. You want you're not one of those softies, are you? Are you upset? Tell me that you're upset. Are you really upset? Like literally, Fletcher is taunting Neiman and and insulting him too. Like literally." Like literally, literally, like, and he literally tell, and Fletcher literally tell, and Fletcher tells Neiman to say I'm upset, 
in front of the class. He says, like, he, he tells Neiman, tells Neiman, tell, tell the class you're upset. Neiman's like, I'm upset. Louder! I'm upset! And, oh my goodness. Isn't that embarrassing? It, it really feels embarrassing knowing the fact that 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 Neiman, who is sitting right in front of Fletcher, and Fletcher telling telling Neiman to tell the whole class that he is upset. Wow, wow. I mean, let's be honest. I have probably have seen my fair share of students be upset too, for you know screwing up and screwing up like that. Like I, I, I probably have seen my fair share of that too, but. Knowing the fact that it is one of the few embarrassing moments. It is an embarrassing moment for Neiman. And to add uh, insult to injury, uh, remember the conversation that Fletcher and uh, Neiman had before the before rehearsal resumed about uh, ne about uh, Neiman uh, telling Fletcher about his personal life. He brings up his mom because uh, Andrew Neiman's mom left him as a. Like Andrew Neiman's mom left left Andrew Neiman's mom left him as a baby, and uh, he brought this up to Fletcher, and then because because one of the insults that Fletcher threw at Neiman was, "You are a worthless piece of shit whose mommy left daddy when she figured out he wasn't Eugene O'Neill." Eugene O'Neill is basically a uh, playwright, and that's basically um, uh, Fletcher. Throwing a jab, not just at Neiman, but also at his father too. And the insult continues, and and this is going back to Neiman because now Neiman and Florence just keeps rambling on Neiman, saying like that Neiman is weeping and slobbering all over the drum set like he is a nine-year-old girl. And Fletcher tells Neiman to say it one more time. And now for for the final time, say it louder. I'm upset. Wow. Wow. Fletcher was holding no punches on Neiman right there. And then um, once the whole um, tantrum is over, <laughs> once the whole temple tantrum is over, um, Fletcher uh, t tells uh, Connolly to um, get back to uh, fill in for Neiman, and then Fletcher tells, uh, Fletcher tells Neiman to, like, to, like, Rehearse Whiplash in Big Boy Tempo, which obviously was another insult because Neiman was crying. Because uh, the thing is, in this classroom, they're getting ready for this competition. They're getting ready for a competition if Whiplash is one of the songs that this band is playing. Basically, after class, Andrew practiced his drums. So, like, he's rehearsing and practicing the his part for, for, for Whiplash. And, to the, and at the very point, Andrew noticed that his hand begins to bleed. And... To me, I'm noticing that too. I, 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 and this is to me. Look, first time watching this, I was like, "What's going on with Neiman's hand?" But then when I, but the more I real, but the more I watch this, the more I realized that oh, he's literally gripping the drums. He's gripping so hard on the drumstick that is literally causing it to bleed. Guys, I'm not a drummer, and and I, I can't imagine how hard it is for a drum player to literally practice so hard until they bleed their hands off. And, and literally, Andrew Neiman, he literally, and for every time his hand begins to bleed, he puts band-aids on every time it bleeds. But, he, but, those ba but the bandages keep coming off. The band-aids keep coming off. 
and I'm just impressed with Neiman with Neiman's determination and ambition to keep practicing, trying to get up to speed on the tempo that Fletcher wants him to do. And props to Andrew Neiman, props to Miles Teller, man. Like man, I can't imagine how hard it is for 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 a drummer to go through that process. So after after practice after a little bit of practice so after practice um, after the the practice so after practice uh, Neiman goes on his on goes on a date with Nicole from the from the movie theater that uh, that 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 uh, Neiman Neiman went to with his dad I mean and for for a little bit I mean to be honest with you I mean I didn't really care that much for the for um, Neiman and Nicole it's a very cute moment that knowing the fact that Neiman and Nicole. Are, are are going on a date and obviously that's a little bit outside of Neiman's um, music career especially in college I mean I get that I mean I really get that and I think it's a nice moment but to me I didn't really care I didn't really care for the for the relationship as much like I mean it's a very cute moment but like as cute as it is you barely remember the whole the whole dating situation between Neiman and Nicole throughout this movie if you know what I'm saying but that's just me in my personal opinion so the next day um uh ne so next day Fletcher Neiman and the rest of the band are basically at a competition and um after one of the songs that they played Tanner being played by Nate Lang who is a core drummer gives his music sheets to Andrew and Andrew neglects the music sheets to buy a can of coke or even pepsi this was at a pepsi machine by the way at the automated vending machine and as tan and tanner comes by he asks he asks neiman for the for the, his music sheets back basically the folder and the folder mysteriously disappears now before before that now, now before i go into a little more detail about the missing fold about the missing folder let me double back to a previous scene to a to a previous scene before before that like like when the band was setting up, uh, Fletcher tells the class. Fletcher literally tells the classmates about the about the about their folders. Like, like he tells the class. He literally tells the classmates, "If I ever find find one of these folders lying around, I will stop being so polite." Like literally, literally, literally losing your music folder. Okay, if you thought not rehearsing enough is bad enough, try losing your music folder and telling your band professor or band teacher. Or even orchestra teacher that you lost your folder. That is embarrassing. You know how embarrassing that would be if you lose your own music folder. That is embarrassing. Literally, Fletcher tells everybody in the classroom about that. This literally gets thrown out right away because Tanner gave Neiman the folder, and Neiman set the folder down on this chair. Right next to this vending machine, just to grab a can of Pepsi or Coke or whatever, you want, or whatever, and and about a few seconds later, Tanner comes back and he tells Neiman, "Hey, can I have the folder back." And then Neiman's like, "Oh, here it. Oh yeah, yeah, here it is. It's on his chair right here." And then the folder's gone. Literally, the folder mysteriously disappears. And, <laughs> and then Tanner is like, "How could you be so stupid?" Like, where's the folder? Who, who took the folder? Neiman was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I swear. It, it was right there. Maybe a janitor pick it up. And then Tanner's like, a janitor? Find the 
Find the father! A, a janitor! Find the father! Okay, now Tanner and Neven overreacted, and both of these actors do a fantastic job, but I'm just going to say this right there. It is Tanner's fault for giving Neven the folder. Like, it's Tanner's fault. Sure, yes, uh, Andrew Neiman does, I mean, sure, yeah, Neiman does get deserve a little flack, a little flack for losing the folder, but it's not really Neiman's fault. It's literally, it's Tanner's fault because it's Tanner's folder, not Neiman's folder. And Tanner, Tanner's responsible for the folder. The folder was Tanner's, not Neiman's folder. Like, Tanner was responsible for it. Now, to every, to, to okay, so to all of you musicians who are still playing in a band, band, orchestra, choir, or any type of ensemble group, you are responsible for your own folders. If your teacher gives, the teacher gives you the folder, you you are responsible for it. Don't give it to somebody. Don't give it to some. Don't give it to somebody else. And don't give it to somebody else and have that other person lose it because you will regret it. It's gonna bite you in the ass. Because. Because in this scene right here with Tanner and with Tanner and Neiman, like literally, Tanner gave Neiman the folder, and and then well and and lost the folder. Like literally, the folder like it will bite you in the ass. Like I like every musician is responsible for their own folder, so don't lose it. I don't care who gives it gives it. I don't care who gives it to who. You are responsible for your own folder. I'm just throwing it out there. All right. And then uh, later on, um, Fletcher was looking for uh, Neiman and, and, and Tanner, and then T and Fletcher's like, "Where the hell have you guys been?" And it turns out like both Tanner and Neiman told her that they lost the folder. But of course, as I mentioned, of course, as I mentioned, Tanner was responsible for the folder, and Fletcher's like, "The folder was your responsibility. The folder was your responsibility." And see right there, see, 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 it was. Tanner's responsibility. It wasn't Neiman's folder. It was Tan. It wasn't Neiman's folder. It was Tanner's folder. And then, um, and then of course, uh, and then of course, like, and then of course, I feel like this. Like I said, this also throws out a proportion of, of Fletcher stop being so polite because Tanner. I mean, Fletcher is being a little polite in this situation, but he's also being a little rude too. He's being a little, a little rude too because. Because because knowing the fact that Fletcher knowing the fact that Fletcher just realized that Tanner lost the full Tanner lost the Folger, but it's like, listen, the folder was your responsibility. The folder was your responsibility. The folder was your responsibility. Now, now we gotta get we gotta start playing. He he tells Tanner to like you know just just play the parts, even if you lost the music. And then Tanner's like, I I can't play the parts. It's a medical it's a medical condition. And then and then Fletcher's like, are you freaking kidding me? What are you, Sanjay Gupta? Just play the damn parts. But Neiman was like, I'll play it. Because Andrew Neiman practiced so hard, and he told Fletcher that he learned the parts by heart. And then Fletcher, he, and this is Whiplash. This is the Whiplash song that he's going to play. And then Fletcher was like, okay, I hope, I, hope we, I hope you know what you're doing. Because I do not want to lose this competition. I do not want to lose this competition. So get your sticks, get your ass on the drum set, on stage. On stage, oh, and right before the and literally, oh, and and literally, Neiman literally plays the whole song by heart on the drums, and Fletcher was impressed. He was so impressed that the that the studio band won the competition. 
That is impressive. Props to you, Andrew Neiman. Props to you. And also, you're also probably wondering, what happened to the folder? Who took the folder? Well, this is another instance where this is another moment where it's left up. It is, it is up to the audience. It is left. It is left. It is left to the audience to decide who took the folder. Many people speculated that it was Fletcher who took a fo took the folder just to prove his point. Some people, some people even said that maybe it was the janitor who took it. And here's another hint: before the studio band's first uh, performance at the competition, uh, Fletcher sees this one guy. Who is walking up next to him inside the class, inside the the rehearsal hall, inside the inside the rehearse, inside the inside the band room? And Fletcher tells this guy, "Get out of my get out of my sight before I demolish you." And he and this is when he was holding the folder just to tell his students that that if I ever see one of these folders again, I will stop being so polite. And then Fletcher is like, Fletcher sees the guy. Fletcher sees the guy still standing around. He's like, "I can still see you, mini me." It could be the guy in the room. Like, it could be that one guy in the room who was walking up to Fletcher, probably about to ask a question about the folder, and then Fletcher's like, no, get out of my sight. Maybe it was that guy. I think it was that guy who walked up to Fletcher. It was the guy wearing this, um, wearing this, I believe it was a ban it was a black bandana and wearing this, uh, wearing this black shirt. You know, concert attire, like jazz band concert attire, if you know what I'm saying. It, maybe it was, it was probably that guy. I don't know, to be honest, but... It is, uh, I mean, that is up to you to decide who took the folder. Just saying. Okay. Okay, so at the studio band, the band is practicing a new song called Caravan, which needs an extreme time stamp measure of 330 beats per minute. And Fletcher dismisses the band except Andrew when Fletcher discusses him about that note. Shortly thereafter, Ryan Connolly, who Andrew met with, whom Andrew met from the other class, arrives. Andrew plays the drums to test the ability of the tempo, but the, but his tempo fails, while Ryan plays plays the tempo very well. Therefore, Fletcher takes Ryan as the new core drummer, but Andrew does not agree to this. Like Neiman is like Neiman is jealous, and he argues with Fletcher. Like Fletcher tells Neiman, "If you want the part." You gotta prove yourself. Like, if you want the part, you need to play hard. You need to practice harder. Like, literally, right there. Like, literally, right there. But he also, but like, literally, Fletcher tells Andrew, like, he will earn the part. Like, he will be the core drummer if he earns the part. So then, Andrew, so then later on, um, things get out of hand, too. Like, like I wonder, at, at dinner, at, at home, at, literally, at, at Neiman's home, like, he's being... He's being the outcast from his family because his because his relatives do a lot of stuff, but they don't think like Neiman as a uh, having a career as a drum player won't do any well. So so An so Andrew Neiman wants to prove himself to be better, and of course this leads into him disconnecting from his family, but also breaking up with his girlfriend Nicole, saying his ambition will only hinder their relationship and. That is tough. I that is tough. Like Andrew Neiman is setting everything aside, everything from his love interest to his family just to practice hard. Like he wants to perfect. He wants to perfect himself, to perfect his skill set as a drummer. That is what he's doing. He's literally sacrificing everything that he has to perfect 
his skill as a drummer. And literally at his home, like he take or his apartment or he's or his studio, like he he takes everything from his home and puts it in inside his own inside his 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 studio room, like the little the little rehearsal hall. You know that little rehearsal hall. He takes everything from his room, from his from his home, for like his bed, his bed sheets, to his poster of Buddy Rich, like everything, like everything, including his alarm clock, to to his to his to his very own rehearsal hall and practice so hard. And Andrew is practicing the drums so hard, and he and he had and he has his he has a water pitcher with ice inside. And he uses that just in case his hand bleeds. And his hand literally bleeds. His hand bleeds out. And he literally makes a fist, full, of, which is full of gushing blood, puts it inside the water pitcher just to heal it. And I can't imagine a drummer who will pr practice so hard, his or her hand will bleed. That is intimidating. I can't imagine how... How hurtful that would be. But you know what? At the end of the day, really. But I will be, to be honest. Hard work does pay off. And it really does. It, hard work does pay off. Especially for Neiman. But it does come at a price. It, it literally does come at a price for, for Neiman. And he literally fails to reach the required tempo. By the time he um, tries to... Plays play his drum inside his studio room. He and he he punches the drum in frustration, which causes the hand to bleed, which always, which explains which explains why he he literally pumped his fist inside, put his fist inside the water pitcher just to heal. And literally, literally, if you look really closely at the music sheet of Caravan, there like is literally telling like he really writes notes just to say like pick up the speed. Play, play very fast, very fast, fast tempo, and then like one of them had like an, and then one of them one like it literally said literally you get notes you get like music you get notes you gotta write on your on your music saying you gotta play fast make sure the note is very high make sure the tempo is up to speed something like that that's where that's what you see in in the music in the in the in the music of Caravan. Like you see that Neiman is writing down notes too, and that was that was probably during rehearsal as well. Now at the studio band, Fletcher tearfully reveals in class that a talented former student of his, Sean Casey, has died in a car accident. Now, now of course, um, this this also bring now this is another moment that comes back later because, because um, Fletcher, because Fletcher, who is an abusive teacher, who is an abusive teacher taught this student before and that comes back later that literally comes back later but but he literally tells the class that that a student that he knows died in a car accident now of course the band rehearsed caravan but of course carl but carl tanner andrew neiman and ryan Connolly struggle with the tempo and fletcher is like not my freaking tempo and fletcher goes so far as to tell the band that Tell the band that you need tells to tell the band that they're gonna stay late. He tells everybody, "Sorry, folks, I hate to put you through this. If you need to get a, if you need to get a coffee, take a dump. Now might be a good time because, 
because we're gonna be here all night if I had to find just to find find a drummer who could play could play at a very reasonable tempo. I apologize to the musicians. That is brutal. That is literally brutal right there. That is so brutal. That is a brutal insult right there. Like that that is a brutal brutal but let's be honest, honest insult. Was that the most honest insult that that Fletcher said? I apologize to the musician. That that we're going to be here all night until I can find a drummer who could play on pitch. He looks back at the drummers and he says, "You hear me, dum dums? You better you better start giving me perfect temples. Connolly, get your ass back on the kit." He and like literally everybody else from the from the from the everybody else who was not playing drums were outside for hours. They were out there for hours waiting for Fletcher to give the okay and be ready for rehearsal. And 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 literally and literally Fletcher is like. Fletcher doesn't hold any punches. He looks at Neiman, who who is playing at a fast tempo, and he is like, "Is that the fastest that you can play?" No, mo- no wonder why your mommy ran out of you. The reason why Fletcher flew out that line because uh, Neiman's mom left. Neiman Neiman's mom left the family, but later on, once Neiman du- Neiman was done trying to practice, um, Tanner comes back. Tanner comes in to uh, to fill in for Neiman, and then, uh, oh my goodness, Fletcher throws out another insult, saying, "And here comes Mr. Gay Pride on the Upper West Side." Unfortunately, this is not a Bette Midler concert, and so and whatever and whatever Bette Midler does, just play, just play as fast as you can. Oh my goodness, Fletcher just <laughs> literally threw out another insult, calling um, Tanner Mr. Gay Pride on the Upper West Side. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, as much as I want to talk a lot about more about these insults, there's so many to count. There's so many to count. I say watch the movie for yourself. Words do not describe how the, the amount of insults Fletcher literally throws out, throws at his, student, at his students. Unfortunately, Tanner fails to impress, fails to, to impress Fletcher, and then Conley comes back on the drum. Conley comes back on the drum set, and then he's like, "You there with the Irish, with the Irish uh, red head, red head? You do, you know, you do look like a lepre- leprechaun. So how about I call you? How about I call you Flannery? Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, he literally calls Conley. He calls Connolly a leprechaun. <laughs> Maybe maybe Connolly's Irish. I don't know. But anyway, I there's a, there's a moment where um the camera where the where the scene cuts to one of the students in the bathroom w- washing his face in the sink, and then, um and then from the distance from the distance you hear Fletcher just swearing like crazy, swearing like a crazy like a crazy maniac, and and the student in the bathroom was like, oh my goodness, what is that professor up to? And then once, and then and then of course uh, Connolly, and then of course Connolly's back, and then of course Connolly's back on the drum set, and uh, and Fletcher looks at Connolly who is basically fixing, who is adjusting the sea height, and and Fletcher's like, what are you looking down? What are you doing? What are you looking down there for? There's no pot of gold there. Oh, you're adjusting the sea height. That's been your whole problem, the sea height. So now you have it. Go. Uh, Connolly plays again, but but Fletcher's like. Not good enough, and then he looks at Neiman. He looks at Neiman, and Neiman and he tells Neiman. He tells Neiman, maybe it's time to finally do it. 
What do you say? So, Neiman plays as fast as he can. And Fletcher literally steps in and says, Don't slow down. Pick it up. Faster. 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 And then, and then to literally torture Neiman, he pulls out a cowbell. He starts banging on it because Fletcher has a fever and his only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> but he tosses the cowbell. He tosses the cowbell aside because his uh, his fever was his fever was cured. And Fletcher keeps berating Neiman just to keep playing, keep playing, keep playing until the tempo is up to speed. And until Neiman's hands bleed, and they do, his hands bleed, his hands bleed. And Fletcher's like, Fletcher stops Neiman and he says, Neiman, you earned the part. Neiman, tired, exhausted, but at the same time full of joy, but at the same time full of joy that he got the part. And then Fletcher brings the band back in. Fletcher brings the rest of the class, brings in, brings the rest of the class in and says, Okay, let's rehearse. Many hours later, rehearsal was done, and um, and and Neiman walks outside, defeated, tired, to the point where to the point where he is just done. He is done. Like he realizes what he is going through. Like I can't imagine how burnt out that would be. Sitting in rehearsals for hours and hours among that. I mean, I've been through, I've been, I, I mean, the most, I say the most I've been, I mean, I don't, I can't remember the number of hours, although I do, I will say this, I say between one to three hours, I've been at rehearsals for about, uh, for about one to three hours at times, but I know, I do remember being at rehearsals a little longer than that, but for Neiman, Andrew Neiman, oh my goodness, like he is, he is defeated, burnt out, destroyed tired like literally to the point literally to the point where he, he, he literally to the point that he's just he's ready to call it quits but no Andrew Neiman is Andrew Neiman is determined he really wants to he he earned the part and he's gonna have to perform it at the competition and on the way to a jazz comp to a jazz competition the bus that Andrew rode on breaks down so Andrew rents a car but he arrives late for rehearsal without his drumsticks, and this leads up to a, to an argument, another another argument between Fletcher and Neiman about the about the part, and and of course, uh, and then and then of course, and then of course, uh, Fletcher 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 sees Neiman's like, huh, nice to see you here, nice that you could fit into your busy schedule, and then um, and then Fletcher tells uh, Neiman that Fletcher tells Neiman that um, his uh, Tell, Fletcher tells Neiman that Connolly's gonna play the Connolly's gonna play the part, and then Neiman's like, "Like hell, he's gonna play my part." And then Fletcher's like, "What the hell did you just say to me?" I find that very impressive because now he's starting to talk like Fletcher a little bit, and they both get into the argument of, of what of what Neiman Neiman and Fletcher can and cannot do, knowing the fact that Neiman lost his drumsticks at the car rental place, and Fletcher tells Neiman that he lost the part. Neiman's like, you can't do this to me. And Fletcher says, can yeah. When you become a genius of what I can, what I what I can and cannot do. The only reason the only reason you're in studio band to begin with because you misplaced the folder. Well, he is well he is right because Neiman misplaced the folder. Technically, it was Tanner's fault for for giving Neiman the folder, and then 
and then the argument keeps on going until uh, Connolly intervenes, telling Neiman to back off. And then this actually leads to my favorite insult from this movie, in my opinion. This is when um, Neiman yells at Connell, uh, Neiman yells at Colleen to tell him to screw off. He tells Connolly, "Hey, screw off, Johnny Utah. Turn my pages, bitch." And <laughs> and this is actually and this is so hilarious too. Like that's my favorite insult from the from the movie, in my personal opinion, because because a couple of details, because a few details. One, if you look at the moment where um. Fletcher here hears Neiman insulting insulting Connolly, Connolly calling him Johnny Utah. There is there is a look on his face where he's where he's very impressed, and and Fletcher's like, huh, somebody's speaking my language now. But also another fact, uh, Johnny Utah is a uh, character from uh, Johnny Utah is a character from Point Break, which is basically the uh, a uh, action movie starring Patrick Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves played Johnny Utah. Plus, it was also Directed by Catherine Bigelow, but there's also more layers to it. But literally, and what? But literally, but literally, Andrew Neiman calling Connolly Johnny Utah, turn my pages, <laughs> turn my pages, bitch. That's literally my favorite. Literally my favorite insult from this movie. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then Fletcher tells Neiman, "I can cut you at any time I want. So try me." So. So then Fletcher gives Neiman a choice. He tells Neiman, "If you make one mistake, I will drum your ass back to NASA just to just just to turn pages until you can graduate. And by the time you're done as Schaefer, you're gonna make Daddy look like a success story. Or we'll let Johnny Utah play the part. You choose." And then <laughs> Neiman's like, "That's my that's my part. I'll be on your stage. <laughs> I'll be on your stage. If I I'll be I'll be on I'll be back on stage." In ten in ten minutes, because Fletcher Fletcher tells Neiman that that the band's gonna warm up in ten minutes, but of but unfortunately it takes more than ten minutes. It takes twenty minutes to get from the car dealer from the car rental place and back to to the school in twenty minutes. And Neiman gets into a car accident with Neiman gets hit by by a truck, like Neiman gets hit by a truck, so it's a car accident. So it's basically a car accident. And he crawls from the wreckage, and despite his injury and blood and bloodied face, he struggles to make it into the jazz competition. And I can't imagine that. Like I can't imagine how 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 bad that is. Now I don't. I can't imagine how how hard that would be. Someone coming from a car accident to a competition, trying to keep the show go, trying to keep trying to keep going despite the pain and suffering you are go that this person that this person is going through like i give neiman props for trying to for trying to perfect his craft despite being injured and getting and trying to perform at the competition i give him props but there is there has to be a point in time where there's gotta be a moment where you can't really. This is the point where, nah, that can't that can't be. It can't happen like that. But I can't imagine. I can't imagine that. I mean, in today's world, like in today's world that we're living in, like someone who's trying to perfect this crap but gets into gets into a car accident like that. But, 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 be, but also being told that, no, you can't do this. Like I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that. I feel like I feel like Johnny Utah should have played the part, but. 
Neiman is so determined to to play that part because he earned that part. Well, to to earn that part, but he's like, but Neiman's like, no, no, I'm not gonna let my injuries. I'm not gonna let my bloody face get in the way. I'm going to play. I am going to play. But unfortunately, the pain gets gets. But unfortunately, the pain gets to him because uh, because his left hand is injured and he is unable to play. And the and he drops the drumstick to the floor, and then after and after a foul performance, Fletcher stops the band and he tells Andrew that he is done. He wasn't he 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 didn't yell at Neiman. He he calms himself down. He he calms himself. Neiman, Fletcher calms himself down. He gives he does give a stern look at Neiman, but he sees Neiman. He's full of blood. He is breathing so heavy, and and Fletcher tells Neiman, Neiman, you're done. Like he tells Neiman that he's done, and then uh, Fletcher tells the audience, he apologizes to the audience. Audience, he tells, uh, gentlemen and ladies, I apologize for the interruption. But Neiman, but Andrew Neiman snaps and tackles Fletcher to the. He tackles Fletcher. He literally, he was literally, he he was, he tackles Fletcher, to the point where all the band, to the point where the band members drag Neiman out, out, out. out. We're, we're to the point where Neiman's band members drag drag him off stage. Like Neiman is being dragged off stage, in front of the audience. That is embarrassing right there the next day Andrew is expelled from Schaefer and contacted by a lawyer representing the parents of Sean Casey the lawyer explains that Sean actually hanged himself having suffered from anxiety and depression after joining Fletcher's class and Sean's parents want to prevent Fletcher from teaching Andrew agrees to testify and Fletcher is fired so Fletcher is fired from Schaefer because uh, because a representative Representative of Sean Casey came in, knowing if, after hearing the, of, of Andrew's incident, but but this goes back to the backstory of how of Fletcher telling the class that uh, Sean Casey was was killed in a car accident. When in reality, he hanged himself from he hanged himself because because of the anxiety and depression that uh, Sean Casey went through during his time in the studio band with, with Fletcher. Knowing the fact that Fletcher was being abusive to Sean Casey, which means he literally singled out Neiman as his next victim. So then um, Andrew, so basically Andrew is expelled from Schaefer, and he basically works at a job, and pretty, which is basically a coffee, a coffee job. And then once he's done with his job, he goes to a club where he sees Fletcher and the jazz performers playing piano, and Fletcher was playing piano, and. Neiman is actually happy to see Fletcher at this point. And he talks to Fletcher, has a conversation, and and Fletcher calls and literally Fletcher calls him and they both have a chat. Fletcher explains that he pushes his students beyond the the expected he, he Fletcher explains that he pushes his students above and beyond, past the limit. So he, Fletcher what Fletcher really does, he pushes his students to the limit to achieve greatness and 
I can see where he's coming from. I can see where Fletcher is coming from, like why he wants to he wants his band to win. He wants his students to work hard, to go above and beyond, to achieve greatness. I can see where he's going with that, but that doesn't mean you should abuse your students or insult your students because Fletcher will be fired immediately if he if he does that. And and Fletcher did. Fletcher abused his students to the point where one of his students killed himself. And it's terrible. It is a terrible, terrible, terrible incident. But but that but but I can see what Fletcher's trying to do. But like I said, I can see Fletcher wants his students to achieve greatness, but that doesn't mean you should hurt your students or abuse your students or even to the point where someone commits suicide. That is low right there for Fletcher. That is low right there for Fletcher. But that being said, Fletcher invites Andrew to perform at the uh, JVC Festival concert with his band and Andrew agrees and and he tries to invite his ex-girlfriend Nicole learning that she has a new relationship. Not much to say right there but moving on. Now on stage, Fletcher tells Andrew he knows he testified against him and in revenge leads the band in a new piece and Andrew was not given given sheet music for it. So Andrew leaves the stage humiliated but returns and begins playing Caravan, interrupting Fletcher as he addresses the audience. The rest of the band join, joins him and Fletcher follows suit. And I'm going to be honest with you, this last scene where where Neiman is playing caravan just to interrupt his just to interrupt the schedule is literally the best is literally the best scene in this movie like Andrew Neiman playing caravan with in, in in front of a live audience in front of a live audience is literally the best scene like Andrew is up to perfection with his with his craft and Fletcher is so impressed and of course even Andrew's father is impressed too. Like literally, Andrew's father was against the idea of Neiman going back to Fletcher, knowing what Fletcher did to him. Like he didn't want Neiman to be hurt or to be killed by 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 Fletcher. But Neiman is so so Neiman is is up to the challenge per, to perfecting his craft. Knowing the fact that he is ready to play Caravan. And he does. He plays it so well. And it's actually improvised. This is all improvised. This whole, this final scene of Miles Teller as Neiman. Miles Teller as Andrew Neiman playing Caravan is all improvised. This is all improvised. And he plays it so well. What really adds to this scene is, is the editing. The editing goes back and forth between... Between not only Neiman and Fletcher, but also the other band members as well. You get different angle shots. You get different angle shots and close-up shots. The camera panning back and forth, tilting up and down. Like, it is so well made. This is a well-made scene. And it literally deserves that Oscar for best film editing. That is editing at its perfection right there. Damien Chazelle literally, literally knocked it out of the ballpark with the, with this movie, particularly with the ending. And this whole this whole sequence is so good right there. Even Fletcher is so impressed with Neiman. Like literally, the dynamic 
the the dynamics the dynamic between the dynamic chemistry between Fletcher and Neiman is great. It is so good. Like despite the arguments, the insults, like the chemistry between the two, between the two, between student and teacher is right there. It is so good. And in fact, this whole scene ends with with ne with uh, Neiman perfecting the last few the last few measures of caravan and once Fletcher looks at Neiman he nods his head Fletcher nods his head at Neiman the beat was there the tempo was there Fletcher was like hell yeah now that's my tempo and then Fletcher cues the band to end the song and it cuts to black what a good way to end this movie. Neiman sacrificed everything to perfect his craft. Despite the injuries that he had to face, he literally got the job done. The hard work paid off for him. Neiman went to hell and back to, to perfect his craft on that song. And not just Caravan but also Whiplash, both of those songs, just to get the tempo and the craft, the, per and the craft and perfection that he needs. It was there. He practiced so hard to get it. And Neiman earned it. And the ending scene with Caravan was the cherry on top of, the, of this movie. And my goodness, there was a lot to say. There was a lot to say. I, w I mean, I know there is a there is a lot to say, but the movie really speaks for itself. If you have not seen this movie, I highly recommend watching this movie. I highly recommend watching this movie. Sure, yes, there are moments where it's hard to watch, but at the but literally getting through the story of this movie, the acting between Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons, it is amazing. And it is a great and it is a great movie. Even the editing is so good too. The music is amazing as well. So is the writing too. And by goodness, the insults in this movie, there are so many insults from Terrence Fletcher. <laughs> so many to count for and Terrence Fletcher holds no punches on those insults. My goodness, my good, my goodness, <laughs> it is rough. And Fletcher, Fletcher is basically the Gordon Ramsay of music. You get Gordon Ramsay in the kitchen, you like you get Gordon Ramsay in the kitchen. It's even like it feels like Fletcher is basically a combination of Gordon Ramsay, Arlie Ermy, and J. Jonah Jameson all in one music hall, like literally. J.K. Simmons literally did a fantastic job. Big shout out to you, J.K. Simmons. Like, big, big shout out to you. You did a fantastic job playing Fletcher. Same with Miles Teller as well. Miles, Miles Teller. This is one of this is one of my this is one of Miles Teller's early movie roles. He had a, he had a few roles before, like in Divergent, but Whiplash literally cemented him as 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 a as a movie star. And he literally, he literally took on other movie roles as well, including Top Gun Maverick, as uh, 
as the son as the son of as the son of Goose, Miles Teller playing Rooster, which is basically his code name. Miles Teller, he he's got a good career. He literally has a good career ahead of him, and he does a fantastic job playing Andrew Neiman. Both Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons did a fantastic job. So did Damien Chazelle. And that is a wrap on this episode. So anyway, for those of you who have seen the movie, for those of you who have seen the movie, what did you guys think of the movie Whiplash? Did you like the movie? Did you not like the movie? I would like to hear your thoughts. But anyway, that is a wrap on this episode. Thank you all for tuning in to Kodo Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, a.k.a. Kodo Man. Remember to watch movies and stay positive.